Daniel Barbosa was a Colombian serial killer. He was one of the most prolific serial killers in history and is believed to have raped and murdered at least 72 young girls in Colombia and Ecuador throughout the 1970s and 1980s. Barbosa was stabbed to death in prison by a fellow inmate in 1994. Barbosa's mother died before he had even reached the age of one and his father was overbearing and emotionally distant. Afterwards, his father married another woman, Dan Dosalina Fernandez, who had fertility problems. This caused his new stepmother to become abusive to Daniel, humiliating him in various ways. She dressed him up as a girl and then forced him to go to school dressed that way. His peers and classmates made fun of him. Despite his humiliation, Daniel stood out as a great student at the Leon the 13th school in Bogota with a record IQ of 116. However, his desire to continue studying was hampered when he was forced to drop out of school to help his family financially. He was first arrested in Bogota in 1958 for petty theft. Barbosa had a de facto union with a woman named Alkira and had two children with her. He fell in love with another woman, Esperanza, age 28, whom he planned to marry, but then found out that she was not a virgin. This became the root of, of Barbosa's fixations. He and Esperanza formed an agreement that he would stay with her if she aided him in finding other virgin girls to rape. This began a period of their partnership in crime. Esperanza was Barbosa's accomplice, luring young girls to an apartment under false pretenses and then drugging them with sodium saconal sleeping pills so that Barbosa could rape them. Barbosa committed five rapes in this way but did not kill any of the girls. The fifth girl that they abused in this way reported the crime and both Barbosa and Esperanza were arrested and taken to separate prisons. Barbosa was convicted of sexual assault in Colombia on April 10th, 1964. A judge sentenced Barbosa to three years in prison and Barbosa was initially grateful for the perceived leniency of the judge, swearing to repent and mend his ways. However, a new judge was given precedence over the case and Barbosa was sentenced to eight years in prison. This provoked Barbosa to rebellious anger. He served his full sentence and was then released. In 1973, he was arrested in Brazil for being undocumented. Due to a delay in sending Barbosa's criminal records from Colombia, he was deported and released with his false identity. When he returned to Colombia, he took up a job as a street vendor in Barranquilla selling television monitors. One day when passing by a school, he kidnapped a nine-year-old girl. After raping her, he murdered her so, he could, so she could not inform the police as his previous victims had been. This was his first assault involving murder. Barbosa was arrested on the 3rd of May 1974 in Barranquilla, Colombia when he returned to the scene of the crime to recover television screens that he had left beside the victim. Even though it is believed that he raped and killed more than 80 girls in Colombia, Colombia Barbosa was imprisoned in Colombia after being convicted of raping and killing a 9-year-old girl. He was initially sentenced to 30 years in prison but his sentence was reduced to 25 years and he was interned in the prison of Gor. Gona Island on the 24th of December 1977. In November 1984, Barbosa escaped from Gorgona prison, uh, known as the Colombian Alcatraz, in a primitive boat after having carefully studied the ocean's currents. 
The authorities assumed that he had died at sea and the press reported that he had been eaten by sharks. He eventually arrived in Quito, Ecuador. He then travelled by bus uh, to Guayaquil on the 5th or 6th of December 1984. On the 18th of December, he abducted a nine-year-old girl from the city of Cuivdo in the province of Los Rios, Ecuador. The next day, a 10-year-old girl also disappeared. From 1984 to 1986, uh, Barbosa committed a series of at least 54 rapes and murders in Guayaquil. The police at first believed that all the deaths were the work of a gang, not understanding that one man could have killed so many. Barbosa slept on the streets and lived off the money he gained by reselling ballpoint pens in the street. Occasionally, he supplemented his income by selling clothing or small valuables belonging to his victims. Barbosa selected helpless young lower class girls in search of work and approached them, pretending to be a foreigner who needed to find a Protestant pastor in a church on the outskirts of town. He explained that he had to deliver a large sum of money, which he showed them as proof, and he offered them a reward if they would accompany him to show him the way. He pretended that he was a stranger to the area and hinted at the possibility of the girls getting a job at the factory. No one was suspicious of the older man accompanying a girl or a young woman who could be his granddaughter. Barbosa would then enter into the woods, claiming he'd be to be looking for a shortcut in order to avoid arousing suspicion in his victim. If the girls did grow suspicious and drew back, he did not prevent them from leaving. Barbosa raped his victims before strangling them, sometimes stabbing them when they resisted. After his victims were dead, he left their bodies in the forest. Barbosa was arrested by two policemen in Quito on 26th of February 1986, only a few minutes after he murdered a nine-year-old girl named Elizabeth. The policemen were on patrol and approached him at the height of the avenue Las Randos, thinking he was acting suspiciously. They found that he was carrying with him a bag containing the bloody clothes and clitoris of his last victim, and a copy of Crime and Punishment by Dostoevsky. He was taken into custody and later moved to Guayaquil for identification. When he was arrested, he gave a false name, Manuel Bulgarin Solis, but he was later identified by Maria Alexandra Velez, who was one of his rape victims that had escaped. Daniel Barbosa calmly confessed to killing 72 girls in Ecuador since escaping from the Colombian prison. He led authorities to the dumping grounds of those victims whose bodies had not yet been recovered. The bodies had been dismembered. While he told the Ecuadorian authorities of the locations of the bodies and how the sadistic crimes were committed, he showed no feeling of remorse. After raping his victims, he had hacked, slashed and crushed the girls with a machete. He gave a cynical explanation for choosing children. He wanted virgins because they cried. This apparently gave him greater satisfaction. According to Barbosa, he killed because he wanted revenge on women's unfaithfulness. He hated them for not being what he believed women were supposed to be. In June 1986, Francisco Febres Cordero, a journalist for the newspaper Hoy, which means today, managed to arrange an interview with Barbosa. It was difficult to get an interview due to the police blocking all access to Barbosa and the fact that Barbosa himself demanded a large fee before he would let himself be interviewed. The journalist pretended to be part of a group of psychologists that were allowed access to the prison, uh, a prisoner, allowing him to ask Barbosa searching questions without arousing his suspicion. 
Barbosa was convicted in 1989 and sentenced to 16 years in prison, the maximum sentence available in Ecuador at the time. While serving his sentence in Garcia Moreno de Quito jail, he claimed to have converted to Christianity. In this penitentiary, he was imprisoned with Pedro Alonso Lopez, also dubbed the Monster of the Andes, also covered by us about two or three episodes back, so go check him out, who is believed to have raped and killed as many as 300 girls in Colombia, Ecuador and Peru. On the 13th of November 1994, Barbosa was stabbed to death in prison by Giovanni Noguera, who was the nephew of one of his victims. He was 64 years old at the time of his death. If you like that, then listen to our main show every Wednesday on all good podcast providers. It's Alive Alive, the really, really fake true crime horror podcast. All the guts and gore, none of the guilt. See you on Wednesdays.